0: amen and welcome this morning uh the first what is it the first sunday of 20 uh 2021 so happy new year to you all if i haven't had a chance to say that uh directly to you let me say it openly uh uh, may this year be a real blessing uh for you as your faith grows and you come to know the lord jesus christ more and more maybe this year is the year that you really uh come to a faith that you've never come to before Maybe all these years you've been thinking about faith and what faith means to you, but maybe this year is the year that you think to yourself, I need to do something about my faith. I need to do something about where I'm at with the Lord. Maybe this year is a year that you're going to become very real about your faith. It's a year that um, you thought, you know, over the years you've been thinking to yourself or months you've been thinking to yourself, you know, I kind of, I kind of, kind of, act like a Christian or I kind of, I'm sort of like a Christian. People think I'm a Christian, but deep down I know that I haven't, I'm sort of missing something. Maybe this is the year that, you know, God's gonna work something. But at the end of the day, the beautiful thing about God is you don't need to wait for him. The beautiful thing about God is here today, ready to receive you if you are willing to surrender your life to him. What a beautiful song we sung. Haven't heard that song for ages, Mighty to Save. You know, the beautiful thing about God is that he never changes. He's always mighty to save. He's always mighty to save it's not like god has an expiry date that one day he oh he's not longer mighty to save think about the time of your salvation think about the time of your conversion think about the time of your baptism and all those experiences that you experienced about god that he you would confidently say he is hasn't changed and this is another year for us to testify and to experience and, and to declare openly God is mighty to save. Do you always feel like that? Are you feeling like that right now? And if you're stuck and you're stuck in your, in your experiences and you thought, I got myself in, I'm telling you this morning God is mighty to save. And he did that through the Lord Jesus Christ. He declared his truth and he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you why he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just so that he can declare to the world he's mighty to save, but also to declare to your heart that he sees far beyond what people see. What he sees deep in your heart is a pain and an experience that you want to get rid of. That pain in that experience has been created because you were created in an image of God and sometime along your life that got broken. It was broken in the sense that your relationship and your experience with God was, 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 um, it was like a meltdown and God's saying, I want to restore this. I want to restore this that I created you to be just like my son. And so this is a, an exciting time that we come and we time to reflect on what is happening and a reflection on who we are as As God's people and what he wants what he wants for us this morning I do want to share with you um, a passage in in the Bible um, where where there's a a beautiful song or a beautiful prayer and a beautiful psalm uh, around what I think will help us usher in usher in a new year but I do want to spend a moment to to pray uh, for us so let's pray let's ask the Lord's blessing on today Uh, let's pray for uh, the circumstances that we face because God is always mighty mighty to say. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for every single person that is listening today, whether they are physically here or whether they are on Zoom. Father, you are a God who knows no boundaries. You're not limited by space and time. You're a God who speaks most importantly to the heart, the place where it is hardest to get to for man. But Lord, you are You're a God who knows exactly what is going on in our hearts this morning, and you're a God who knows exactly what we need. And I just want to thank you for every single person who is opening their hearts this morning to listen to what you have to say. I pray, Lord, that they don't listen or see me. I pray they see your word and what your word is trying to say this morning. And Lord, we pray these restrictions, um, um, I guess, go the way we want them to go in this state, that things continue to get better. Rather than worse, we know, Lord God, that you are in control and we look to you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, we've had an amazing 2020, haven't we? Many of you would have reflected on 2020. You would have reflected on the things that you did. Probably most of us would have gone into 2020 thinking, yes, the year of 2020. And kind of excited because it just sounds good, the year of 2020. It just sounded good before we even went into it. Um, and so we obviously, all of us, the whole world was shocked and it came to a, 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 like a, a sudden stop you know in terms of what we were expecting that we were going to do but there's this kind of popular word these days that the world uses and you'll be familiar with it's the word it's the word resilience and I actually personally like that word I actually really like the word resilience Um, but I know it's a very popular word and people use it all the time but I think um, I think, if anything, what God has demonstrated to his church is, not, is, is that the church, because of the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ, is a very resilient body. It's a very resilient body because what it's done, it's been able to respond to something that globally has, has, um, has shaken the world, has shaken the world. And yet the church has been able to maintain its mission to love God and love people. And I think through this 2020, we've, we've demonstrated by the goodness and the grace of God, how he's carried us through these times. You know, whether it's through the things that we've been able to run still on Zoom or the way we've still been able to connect with people who might be isolated. God has demonstrated his goodness toward us. And last week I spoke about this. I spoke about how God's goodness never ends. And if you don't have a relationship with God, what you're, what you're missing out on is simply the goodness of God, you know, the, the love of God. And if that's your choice, if you want to miss out on the goodness and the love of God, nobody can, can make you have that. You know, when the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good, you have to taste and see. But I guarantee you, if you taste and see, you will never leave. I guarantee you. But see, the thing is, you don't want to taste and see it because what you think you'll taste is something you don't want. Maybe you see it as restrictive. Maybe you see it as as boring. Maybe you see it as not for you. Maybe you see it as something down the track. And so you're not prepared to taste and see because maybe, or maybe you're even scared maybe you're scared because you know if you taste and see you're gonna have to give all your life to this and you're too scared to do that because you think what's it gonna mean for your friendships and your fun and all those sorts of things but I tell you the truth when you taste and see something is good everything else kind of becomes blurry it becomes blurry it's not like you don't there's not a sense of missing out on things because you have what is great you know you have what is great And so what you need to come to understand is this thing about yes no one will ever force you to taste and see the lord is good the meal is before you but come this morning and taste and see and i guarantee you you will experience the lord is good don't wait for a day that it's going to be like a lightning bolt don't say to yourself i'm just waiting for that day where bang God reveals himself you know today if your heart is stirring and today if your heart is sensing you know I've waited too long I need to make a decision make that decision today taste and see that the Lord is good come and speak to someone that you know as a Christian pray with them ask for someone to pray with you if if you need to do that But, but your delay is only a delay of goodness and so this morning I pray we're able to see how God's goodness will continue to roll into 2021 and I think there's been a lot of resilience around around 2020 and and that's because of because of God's because of God's goodness so this year coming into this year there's a lot of things if I was to say how can I help us best prepare for 2021 you know I was I was been thinking about this during the week how can we how can I help us best prepare for 2021 there's a lot of things I guess I could ask you this but there's a very simple question that I want to ask you and it's kind of It's nothing new this morning, it's not really anything new, but it's something really, really critical. And the question is very simple, who will you trust to be your helper this year? Who are you going to trust to help you this year? And when you go into a new year where there's going to be we know there's going to be times of joy and there is going to be times of challenges and i pray the challenges aren't too big for you this year but we know there are going to be times of joy and there's going to be times of challenges this year and so who are you going to make a decision this morning a faith decision this morning to say who will i decide to trust this year because for people who learn to trust trust god in the way god wants them wants them to trust him they experience a peace that the world can't give them And so I'm asking you this morning to think when you go deep in your heart and you consider who do you normally find yourself trusting in? What do you normally find yourself trusting in? And this year i ask you a very simple question. Who will you decide to find yourself trusting in through life's experiences? Are you going to trust in the God who's proven himself faithful again and again and again? Or are you going to continue to trust in something else, whether it's in yourself, in your circumstances, in other people? Have a think about it for a moment. What do you normally do? How do you normally respond to things? Who do you normally trust in? You know, For example, if you're having a conversation with someone at work and something goes wrong and you respond in a certain way, can you then go back to God and say, God, thank you so much because the way I just responded to this person showed I trust you is that how you are is that the kind of person you are that when you respond to circumstances that don't go your way at work you can confidently go home and say Lord thank you because I spoke in a way that demonstrated I trusted you is that how you are or when you have a, a, a disagreement with your wife or your husband and you, and you say certain things to them and you walk away from your conversation or your disagreement or your argument with your wife or your husband, can you walk away and say to yourself, thank you, God, because the way I spoke to my wife just now shows me I trust you. Or do you walk away thinking, oh my goodness, what did I just say? Mom, I'm just trusting in myself. I, I, if I say it louder, she's going to listen to me. Or with your children, when things happen with your children and they don't go the way you want them to go and you respond in certain ways to your children, can you walk away saying God in these circumstances that, I didn't hap- that didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, I can confidently say I trusted you in the way I spoke to them, in the way I responded to them, in the way I reacted in this situation. I trusted you God. Because by default there's a way that we find ourselves either becoming very, we, we are challenged by what is, what is happening in our lives or what we think is going to happen in our lives and what we think the outcome is going to be. But in all those circumstances, God's going to say, look, stop, stop. Hey, stop. Turn around. Look at me. Can you imagine God doing that? I just want you to stop for a minute. Just pause. Turn around. Look at me. And when you do that, all of a sudden there's this is peace. You've got this, God you've got this. And I want you to carry that into all of 2021. And I'm going to make it really, really easy for you today. You know, I'm going to make it really, really easy because the chapter we're going to read in Psalms is a reflection of the day we're in. What month is it? January? That's the first, isn't it? What year are we in? 2021? Fantastic. So we're going to read Psalm 121. How's that? And you're going to remember that this, this, God willing, this year, because it's the first month, January, and it's the fir- year 21. So 121. 1, okay, we're going to read Psalm 121. 1. And I didn't go to that psalm because of that. I just realized afterwards that. But, but um, so, so Psalm 121. We're gonna we're gonna read through this psalm, and I want I want to I want to I guess usher into this year this idea that when we when we when we're going to face a year that we don't know, we honestly don't know what the year holds for us. We think we might know Um, are we still going to make a decision to trust him yeah are we going to look to trusting him and not ourselves and in that have a if you like a peaceful uh, year not because of our circumstances but in the in the one that we're in the one that we're trusting in so let's read Psalm 121 it's a very short psalm maybe it's a psalm that you want to memorize maybe it's a psalm that you want to you know uh, print out and put next to your your bed or on your fridge um, but something that you can actually remember and, and in those times when things don't go your way, are you able to have the, the faith of the Christian that looks to his father or her father and says, I trust you. You know, when children need the help of their parents, they don't generally go um, uh, scratching the floor. When a little child needs the help of their parents, they generally do. What do we, what do we uh, visualize them doing? Don't they? We, we visualize them with their arms up saying, I need you, I need you. This is the faith of Christians. This is the faith of Christians. This is where peace comes in. When God says, stop, turn around, look at me. Look at me. And we see the face of Jesus. And so Psalm 121, the psalmist is saying this. Some suggest that maybe this was a time in exile. Whatever it is, it's certainly a time where he needs the Lord's help. And so um, it starts off with this. It's a song and a prayer. and It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. So I want you to think about something for a moment. What's the common phrase people say to each other at this time of the year? The common phrase, the very three-word phrase that we always say to each other at this time of the year is what? Happy New Year. I want you to think about that for a moment. Happy New Year new year there's a few assumptions in this year well there's at least one assumption that this year is going to be a happy one we want this year to be a happy one but how do we guarantee this year is going to be happy can we say can we can we say to someone guaranteed this year is going to be happy well you know what there is something we can say to people when we say happy when we look at happy the happy part of happy new year we can say to them that if they trust god they will learn the peacefulness of happiness. We can say that. That if we learn to trust God, that there is a happiness or a blessedness that comes from that. The Bible tells us in Psalm, sorry, in Proverbs 16:20, it says this: that he who heeds or listens the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Beautiful, isn't it? So if you listen to the word, you'll find good. If you trust in the Lord, you'll find happiness, blessedness, a sense of peacefulness. Not a sense of always having to walk around with a big smiley face. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a sense of peacefulness that you think, you know what? God's got this. And there's this rest in knowing God in that situation. And so the, the, the writer of Proverbs says, He who trusts in the Lord, happy is he. And we say new, don't we? We say new because it's a new year. The old is past, and the new is come. And we know the Bible is a, fav, is, is a fan of this concept of new. God is a, is a fan of the concept of new because he makes all things new. Behold, anyone in Christ is a new creation. God loves the concept of new. And every year we have this opportunity of a new year. And and, and through the new year, we, we tend to do certain things. We tend to have new resolutions, don't we? We tend to set things up for ourselves that probably for most people, by the 1st of Feb, they've faded out. But we try and set up for ourselves certain things. But there are some resolutions that can be really, really good. I know people typically in Christian communities, people tend to say, you know, I'm going to read my Bible this year. I'm going to read the whole Bible this year. It's not a bad thing it's not good or bad it's I think it's I think it's a noble thing to do you know I think it's beautiful because you're in the word every day you'll end up reading about four chapters a day that's fantastic if you're going to tell me you're going to read four chapters a day meditate on four chapters a day (laughs) go for it it's awesome it's great or people want to get fit so they'll get themselves a bike or they'll start walking or they'll get by and go buy new runners or whatever it might be. And that's, that's not a bad resolution. That's, that's a good, you know. Again, there's not, nothing wrong with that. That's, that's great. Or they want, to cre- they want to learn a new habit or, or no, well, not a hobby, a hobby, a new hobby. They want, to cre- they want to learn something they haven't learned before. And that's, that's also a good thing. You know, there's nothing, nothing bad about these things. But in all these, these things that are new in life, what you've got to understand that they'll come and go in life. They'll come and go. But the ability to trust God, the ability to trust God is not negotiable. If you haven't really learned the peace of trusting him, you need, to, you need to acquire, you need to be able to say to yourself, Lord, if I'm going to do anything this year, I'm going to know the peace of trusting you this year. I'm going to find myself walking, knowing that you're mighty you're great that you're caring that in all things i experienced this year you're going to be there for me because for some of you you'll have new things happen this year perhaps perhaps this year you'll have a new job and you think about yourself when you when you start a new job you tend to take extra care don't you you're really careful or maybe this year you have a new relationship or new marriage maybe you're just newly married you take good care. If you just recently got married, some of our brothers and sisters got married recently. They're going to take good care of that marriage, aren't they? Because it's new. Or maybe you're starting a new school. Some of you are starting a new school. Like maybe you're starting Year Seven, or you're starting a, you're going to a different school, or maybe you're doing Year Twelve. I don't know. But you're, you're going to take good care because it's new. Something different. Something that's important. In all these things that you do that are new, I'm telling you the truth. These things must you must take care of these things that are new when we start a new year and you make a decision that we're going to trust God you walk out today and you say Lord I'm going to take good care I'm going to take good care in doing this if I know how to take good care in a job and in a marriage and in a a child even if I'm having a child I'm going to more I'm going to I'm going to make sure I'm going to take good care in my in my in my faith decision to trust you to to know that in the joys and the challenges I will trust you. And this is what the psalmist is saying here. If I can summarize this psalm, I wrote, I wrote this a sentence out for you or two. If I could summarize this psalm, I would say something like this. <clears> That's <throat> a prayer that believes that God, good and caring, will make sure that every day, whatever you're doing and whatever you need to do, he will be watching you, to empower you, to provide for you, and to protect you. Because that's who he is. And if we're gonna make a decision to do what is new today that I'm asking you, you gotta get, get rid of the things that are old. And some of you understand that more than others of what I'm talking about. You need to make a decision. If you're gonna start something new, I'm gonna trust him. Then you need to make a decision to stop that, that thing that's old, that thing that's holding you back, that habit that you know it's going to end, that behaviour that you know is not good for you or the people around you, that attitude that you know is just bringing you down and p- other people. The Bible calls it sin and weight. And it says in Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says that we've been, we're surrounded with so many great witnesses. We're surrounded by so many great men and women of faith. Let's run this race now. We, we've seen it. Let's run it ourselves now. And let's put aside, let's lay aside the sin and the weight that hinders us. And today, what I'm asking you to do is this. If we're going to start something new, and we're going to learn to trust God, God, in all our behaviours, in all our ways, in all our thoughts, we need to say no. We need to put an end to those old things that are hindering you. Let's lay aside, the Bible says, every weight and sin that hinders us. And this morning, let's do what the psalmist says. Verse 1. Let's look to the hills. Verse 1. I will lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Depending on what Bible version you're reading, some people have a question, some Bible versions have a question, where does my help come from? In some, it's just stated. It's like, it's where my help comes from. You get get the difference? But either way, it doesn't really matter because the idea is still the same. The idea is, I'm going to look to the hills. I'm going to look up To the hills generally when you look for help you look up and beyond (laughs) you don't look down and behind you know it's the idea of looking up and beyond and and the suggestion is here because um, verses like this in Psalm 87 uh, his foundation in his holy mountains Isaiah chapter 2 it says many people shall come and say come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob the suggestion is that when he said this he's basically saying I'm gonna look to God Because that's where God is. And he asks the question, or he says this, "Where, sorry, in verse uh, verse 1 again, I will lift up my eyes to the hills because this is where my help comes from. I'm going to stop looking down in a state of doubt and I'm going to start to look up and beyond and see that though uh, I can't get there, God who is there is going to be able to rescue me. This is, the, this is the heart of faith. and It's a looking up and beyond. It's looking to God. And so the question is very simple. Where are we going to keep looking this year? Are we going to keep looking at the things and the habits and the lifestyle that we're having that seems to be discouraging? Or are we going to be able to look to the God himself who is able to deliver us from all things? Who is able to create a sense of peacefulness in all things? You know I used to love as a kid. One thing I loved to do. Sorry, young people, you probably don't, won't know this story. Some of you about my age will know this story. But as a little boy, I used to love going to sleep at my grandparents' house, my grandmother's house, because they had a coloured TV. Yes, there was a time there was black and white TVs. And the reason I used to love going to my grandmother's house to watch, uh, go to watch the coloured TV, because in the morning, I used to get up at six in the morning faithfully, Switch it on, I don't know what channel it was. We had the option of like three channels or something and watch Superman. Remember Superman? I think it was George Reeves. Remember Superman? And, uh, and it was one of my favorite shows. I used to love watching Superman. But do you remember the beginning of Superman? What was the catchphrase? Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. It's to excite me to listen to that. But what are they doing? Look up in the sky, because where's their help come from? What are they? Where are they they're like saying, look down in the ground. They're not saying that. Look up in the sky, because look, he comes our rescuer. He comes our hero. He comes the one who's able to deliver us. He comes the one who can do beyond what we can do. He stands for truth and justice, and he's able to come and usher in a way that was beyond humanity. And they get the concept, they understand the concept. And I think a lot of the superheroes are, 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 are born out of very, very much spiritual concepts. But this is, this is a, a classic one, and everyone's looking up. Well, what does the psalmist say? I'm telling you, the psalmist's saying, I want you to do the same thing. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I'm thinking to myself, there's a couple of things in this verse that's really significant. Because firstly, he calls him Lord. Okay, you know where my help is going to come from? I'm not going to run to people who, in, who, might not, who may or may not be able to help me. You know, I'm going to run to someone who we call Lord. In other words, there's no one greater than him. There's no one more responsible than him. There's no one who's more capable than him. And let me tell you how capable he is. Hey, I'll tell you something that he did that no one's been able to ever do. He made heaven and earth. Now, I don't know. I was to think to myself, what could God do that perhaps no one else on this earth can do? That would have to be one big thing, one big statement. Imagine that on God's resume. Maker of heaven and earth. Wow, I want to know that one. If he made heaven and earth, if he made everything that's in it, if he brought life if he gave breath to man he gave breath to women Women, he, he was able to actually do this then i want to know the one who made heaven and earth because i'm imagining if he made heaven and earth there is nothing that is beyond him now automatically our natures, hang on yeah but this has happened this has happened this has happened and i can't see god in all these situations well that's not god's asking you to do god is asking you not to work it out god's asking will you trust me your peace, you know what, we, we, we scramble to work things out because what we're scrambling for is peace, aren't we? But God's saying, you know, I can shortcut that for you. Before you've worked it all out, trust me. And go into this year knowing I've got this. And so the psalmist says, you know, I may, I'm going to look to the hills. That's where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. He made heaven and and earth. Many of you are very familiar with Hudson Taylor who was a missionary to China. He's famous for saying this, depend on it, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. And as you go into this year, in whatever new thing you're going to experience, in whatever experience you're going to experience, you need to know this, God's work done God's way, will never lack God's supply. Verse 3. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who, who keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. Isn't that beautiful? When my kids were little and I was sleeping at nighttime throughout the night and something bothered them, they used to come up and naturally they'd just walk to our bedroom and they'd sometimes just stand next to me and then I'd wake up. And even though I was sleeping, they were convinced that he's still there. That mum and dad are still there. Ready. (laughs) Didn't always feel ready, but ready. And what the psalmist is saying here you know, my God never sleeps nor slumbers. In fact, he won't even let my foot be moved. Is that a beautiful phrase? Won't even let my foot be moved. In other words, I'm going to walk the path of righteousness and God's going to sustain the holy highway and not allow my foot to go to the left or the right. Wow, is that possible even? Absolutely, that's the gospel. That's the gospel, That is, he perfects me and makes me more like Christ, that my foot is able to stay steadfast, not slipping to the left or the Right? You mean I can actually walk in the footsteps of Christ this year? Absolutely. Trust him. He's done it for you. He's died and resurrected that he may accomplish this great miracle in your heart of what we call Christ-likeness. Listen to these beautiful verses. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. This is, That's Proverbs 3. When you listen to God's wise counsel, the the, the writer is saying that our feet will not stumble. And then the, the proverb, he says in another passage, he warns young people, he says, My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. Because what he knows is this, that young people in particular are going to face things in their life that are going to say to them, hey, come this way and come that way. Because just before that passage, it says, my son, if sinners entice you, don't consent. And they're going to want your feet to go left or right. They're going to want your feet to drift just ever so slightly from the truth. And he warns his son. He says, my son, don't walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from evil. But the psalmist is confidently saying here, he will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not sleep nor slumber. Here's a question for you. Did Superman sleep? Did he he need sleep? Interesting, isn't it? I'm not going to answer it. But we know... He was capable of sleeping or slumbering. And so he came and only took a little bit of kryptonite. Bang! The psalmist is confident. Wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, God is not only just watching, but He's intervening, He's working, He's moving. He's doing what needs to be done to bring the best out of your Christian walk. And that's why we say, Lord, we trust you. And so the rest of this psalm, which I'm not going to go into detail today because of time, the rest of this psalm is about that. How God in every situation... And in every circumstance, because he doesn't sleep or slumber, he's working intentionally, bringing Christ in your life, or rather allowing the life of Christ to flow out of your life through all things. Nothing is happening in vain. And the psalmist says, that's God. Will you trust him? So I won't go into it. But just look at this. For the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I'll end with this. There's a passage in in Corinthians that says this. For all... The promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. And all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. So I'll end with what I began with. As we go into this year, you're, you need to answer the question in your own heart, that who will I decide to trust in? Where will I find my trust? To the place where God will grant you, not just a certificate, but a peace in knowing that you trust him. Where are your eyes going to look? Let's look to the one who made heaven and earth. As we go into this year, as, as individuals and as a church as well. Let's pray. Father, we pray for a year that is full of grace and mercy. We pray for a year that is crowned with goodness. We pray for a year, Lord God, that sees your blessings and your gracious hand to be upon us. We pray, Lord God, that we know that you go before us this year and as you go before us, we can stop and look to the one who made heaven and earth. Continue to teach us, Lord, to trust you and to have this peace in knowing that you are Lord. Bless your church. Continue to work with your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.